This show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to VersusTheUniverse.com. That's VSTheUniverse.com. I like the first like minute of us recording is always like, now we're doing it. It's awkward. Yeah, I don't think it's awkward. It's, it's transitioning from our extremely awkward offline personalities to our fancy podcast radio host personalities. Oh, you think that we're fancy when we host a podcast? I'm fancy. Liz, can I tell you one of my favorite stories? Please do. I want to tell you about the time I met Luke Skywalker. I met Mark Hamill. Wait, did you meet Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker? I met Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill came to my university because he was trying to encourage people to vote. He was trying to get people to vote for Barack Obama. He was like shilling real hard. It was very admirable because at the beginning of the speech, he said, I know why everyone's here. They want to see me. They want to see Luke Skywalker. But I'm here because while I have an audience, I can get you to vote for who I want the next president to be, and that is the Democratic nominee, Barack Obama. And he goes into all these stories about how Barack is a new hope. Barack is fighting the empire, and the empire is the Republican Party. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is amazing. But, like, he was so into it and so passionate. Do you think he convinced anyone? I I think he did. Well, I, I don't know if he convinced anybody to vote for Barack Obama, but I think he convinced people to vote, which I thought was cool. But after this... After Mark Hamill is done telling the story, I was part of the committee that like helped facilitate him speak in this auditorium. And so he says, all right, everyone, if you have questions, you want me to sign anything, whatever. He was doing student films for people at that time. But he is sitting on the lip of the stage. And there's only like three or four of us left. And I say, Mr. Hamill, I, I, you know, you taught me what right and wrong was growing up. And I love your voice acting work. And I love you as the Joker. Can I just hear you do the Joker voice? And he says, well, you can, you can hear me do it, but you can't see me do it. You need to turn around. Close your eyes. You're, you're not, you're not going to see the Joker's voice escape this body. Yeah. I need to keep the magic alive. And I just thought that was so cool. And I'm like, this is a guy that like really, really wants to preserve the integrity of like the character. And like he knows that all he's going to do is like voice work and Luke Skywalker for the rest of his life. And I think he's okay with that. But it like just really touched me on a very cool level that like he was a good guy. Yeah, I have heard that story before. It's, but uh, it makes me happy. It's a good story. He recorded my outgoing voicemail message as the Joker. Yeah, that's awesome. Liz, Aaron. we're going to talk about some Star Wars. We're going to talk about Star Wars? Yeah, we're going to talk about Lego and we're going to talk about Star Wars. Oh man, nobody told me. Yeah, sorry. This is what we're doing this week. Toast okay. to you. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm gonna count you in. No, I'm ready. Three, two, one. Welcome everybody to the Cooperatives Podcast with the real life human couple Liz and Aaron, where we discuss the joys and the sorrows of cooperative gaming with a significant other. Today, Liz, what were you what were you singing? What was that humming? Oh, I don't know what it's called. You don't know what it's called? No, it's just a thing I heard on the street. It's a thing you've heard someone humming on the street? Yeah. It sounds to me like the main theme to Star Wars. Oh, it was that. Yeah, yeah. it was Star Wars. Yeah, you, was... Do you know what we're going to be discussing today? Lego. Well, you know what? You're half right. I am. We're going to be combining Lego and Star Wars because there's a video game that we played a lot this past week called Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. It's pretty good. So now you remember it. Yeah, I remember it. Do you not remember like that music throughout the entire game? No. You just thought it was like a coincidence? I just thought I was born knowing it. Oh. (laughs) It kind of feels like nowadays people are just born knowing Star Wars. So. It's almost like there's just this, there's like something inside me that just knows. Like it's like, there's like a force inside me. I think those are midichlorians. There's like midichlorians. How many midichlorians do you have? Like a million? At least like a million per cubic foot. <laughs> I think that's the how they measure them. My skin is bursting with metachlorians. Yeah. Oh God! Like they, just they manifest themselves as blackheads, though. It's kind of unfortunate. <laughs> so like a very zitty person. Like yeah. oh, that person's very strong. With yeah, the you force. got. That's why you have to be nice to people with a lot of breakouts, because like because they could force choke you. They have the force. Yeah. Well, this is terrifying. Yeah. 
Liz, today we are talking about Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. We played this on a PlayStation 4. We did. But this is on legitimately every single platform imaginable. Legitimately? Legitimately. Wow. It is on your PCs. It's on Steam. It's on your Wii. It's on your It's on Vita. your Wii. It's on your Wii. Oh, no. Hey. Uh, it's on your Wii. It's on your 3DS. It's on every video game system imaginable. It's on mobile phones. What about N64? Uh, there are Star Wars games on N64. Mm, I feel like you're hedging. Well, I'm just... <laughs> It is on modern video game systems. Okay. How about that? I got it. Is that better? Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, it's it's like Star Wars season. Um, so we decided in order to celebrate Rogue One coming out this week, we would play Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens Interdimensional Space Travel Caravan for Courage Battle of Endor Edition um, yeah. and bring our thoughts to you. So Liz, we're going to talk about this game. Yes. We're going to talk about dating in this game. Uh-oh. And uh, we're going to talk about maybe just a little bit of Star Wars. I'm down with that. Yeah, you're down with that? Yeah. Should we do it for like maybe a half hour? Ish. All right, cool. Before we go on, though. Yes. I feel like there's a very special person that we need to call out. Oh, is it Luke Skywalker? It's, you know what? It's like usually Luke Skywalker, but not this episode. Is it Ray? It should be Ray. But it's not Ray. I'm going to give you a hint. It's not somebody associated with the Star Wars movies. Is it somebody who left us a review? It is. It's what? somebody who left us a review on the old iTunes podcast device porthole. Wow. Uh, somebody took a warp drive jump to iTunes and left us a five-star review. Big thank you to Gotham Hayes um, uh, for leaving us a five-star review. That's just the coolest thing to help the show. Uh, and also, we've seen like a big jump in listeners over the past few weeks. So if you're new to the show, uh, thanks so much for listening. We're yeah. so happy to have you. Or if you're a bot, thank you for too. Hey, if thank you're you a for bot, listening, bot in the Star Wars universe, bots are sentient. Yeah, and, yeah. And so we're that's cool. totally not bots. Yeah, we are humans. So as we established, we can't identify with you on yeah. a bot level per se, but we appreciate you anyway. Our programming's just not there yet. Wait. All right. So there are a bunch of these different Lego games, but who is it that put this one together? So uh, the people that put this one together did an did basically everyone that came before it. The people that made this one is a team called TT Fusion. The TT stands for Traveler's Tales. They're the people that started this brand of Lego game, and it was published by uh, Warner Brothers Interactive. Same people that published Batman Arkham, the Witcher series, Mortal Kombat. And the uh, now-forgotten Fear first-person shooter series. Wow. Yeah. Warner Brothers really stepped up their game. And one of the nice things about uh, them having this Lego kind of brand thing is with Dimensions, they have their hands in so many different you know cookie jars that they can put them all together in Lego under one umbrella. It's right. really cool. Yeah. Liz, what is Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens about? I, it's easy to tell from the title, but why don't you tell me what this game is about? Well, I think before we talk about what this particular game is about, I want to backtrack a little bit and talk about beep, the Lego beep, games. Beep, beep. I'm backing We're up. Backing up. We're I'm backing, backing up. up. All right. So that, this is the second Lego game I've ever played, mm-hmm. um, video game. And Have you played with like Legos before? I have played with Legos before also. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the only other game that I've played in this sort of universe of games is the Lego Dimensions game. Mm-hmm. And that's the one where you have figures. Yeah, you have these little portal. figures. It's like a whole complicated thing. But the, the appearance of the game itself is very similar. Mm-hmm. It looks like real Legos, folks. That's so exciting. It's like I, a mix of Legos and CGI. It's very neat. It basically looks like you're playing the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah it looks just like the Lego mu- movie. Now, Liz, would you believe that before Lego Dimensions, there were quite a few other Lego games? Yeah, so I'm familiar with... I had a roommate who used to play... Batman, I mm-hmm. think, and I knew that they were around. How many games were there before? Uh, do you want me to give you a, a like like a, a numeral, or do you want me to tell you? Let's start with a number. Okay, uh, it's definitely more than fifteen. That's not a number. That's a it's twenty that's a range. It's okay, twenty. Yeah. Twenty. So, so there are twenty some odd of these games now. Yes. Um, now that there's been some like remasters and re-releases, but there's 20 like individually different Lego titles that are based amazing. on famous properties. So I, you've played more of them than I have. What what else have you played? So I I've been playing these since college. Um, Damn, that was like 20 years ago. Yes, I. <laughs> He's yep, 50. Everybody. I'm pretty old, everybody. Uh, the first one I actually played was uh, on the GameCube. I played Lego Star Wars on the GameCube. Um, 
And that is was that like that was 2005. Is that like a game system made out of Legos? It's a GameCube. Yes, you nailed it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is that Minox? A There's Minox. You remember Minox from uh, from The Empire Strikes Back? They were what was chewing on the on the no. cables. I think that's a Zubat. That is a Minox. It looks a lot like a Zubat. Uh, that is also correct. Uh, yeah, I, I played I played Lego Star Wars uh, all the way back in 2005. I played Lego Indiana Jones, Lego Batman. I had Lego Rock Band. That seems unnecessary. It was basically that seems like, totally unnecessary. It was like a bunch of fun songs, but done through Lego. Um, and over the years, I, I skipped some, but um, the Lego brand is very strong with the WB properties. Yeah. So you saw a lot of Lord of the Rings, a lot of DC, a lot of Batman. So... Um, I was wondering, so we'll get into this more, but this game has a lot of puzzles in it. Yes. Is that like the traditional Lego game MO? Because Lego Dimensions is like that too. Lego Dimensions is a little bit more crunchy, but at the crux of every Lego game is you can control any number of characters. Um, In the original Lego Star Wars, it was like you can be like 30 people, and now it's ballooned to like 100. Okay. But everybody has different abilities. Yeah. Lego Dimensions was kind of crazy when we played it because it's a lot of people from a lot of different worlds Mm -hmm. and including also the characters from the lego movie so you've got all of these different people and there's no like the story isn't super coherent all the time and uh so it just gets like kind of crazy um because so you're just running around like you're on the same screen with the person that you're playing Mm with and you can switch to playing a different character, but that's pretty much it. Like, there's not a ton of direction in the Lego Dimensions movies. Like, you're a little bit on a rail with the way the screen moves, but um, this was is not quite like that. So, so like, it's a pretty basic, like, action-adventure team-up game where you yeah. just uh, complete objectives in every level. Right, so to clarify, the Lego Dimensions game is a little bit crazy because it's, like, all over the place, but... The good thing about the Lego Star Wars game is that it is mostly just the story of the movie. So unlike Lego Dimensions, I actually know what is going on in mm-hmm. each scene. I know generally like we're going to try, you know, we're going to go visit Maz. Maz Kanata. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so that is it's a little bit easier to keep track of things. Yeah. It, it's, it's interesting because like I don't think I've ever played a Lego game where I didn't know the property it was established off of. And they're all pretty popular. Like, there's a Lego Pirates of the Caribbean that follows the first three movies. And there's a Lego Avengers that doesn't follow the Avengers movie, but it's very familiar situations. Like, here's a bad guy. Beat him up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know that I would play a Lego game if I didn't, if I wasn't familiar with the property it was based off of. Yeah, there's just, a, it's a hard to keep track of if you don't, if yeah. you don't know. There's um, so many characters. And so in this game also, it's not just a, you're not just walking through the the movie basically Mm -hmm. they add stuff a lot of there's a lot of like comedic silly little touches like if you've seen the lego movie you kind of understand um i don't know if it's the same mish team that does writing um it's not uh but it is a similar tone i think yeah so all the lego games like there's a lego jurassic world and jurassic world is it's pretty grim like it's pg-13 but it's not lighthearted per se but all of the Lego games will recreate scenes from movies, but add funny touches in them. Uh, one right. of my favorite parts was in Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, the opening scene of the movie, Kylo Ren confronts uh, Lord, uh, Lars Anteca. Lars Anteca. And like, in the movie, kills him, which is pretty rough. Right. But in the game, he like punches him into space, and then in the next scene, you can see him like floating, floating. outside yeah. of a star destroyer. Because is there what age group is this actually targeted to? So these games are traditionally rated E10. Okay. So it's it's, I think it's a game that can be enjoyed by everybody, but it's more intended for yeah, children. like um, Finn's when he still is wearing his stormtrooper gear. You know, he's supposed to get that bloody handprint. Spoilers. But what I mean, if you're listening to this movie, if you're listening to this podcast, I hope you have seen the movie. Let's hope. Um, or that you don't mind learning that he somebody has a bloody handprint on their helmet yeah. in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> but uh, in the game, it's just a green tomato <laughs> like got well, thrown at him. <laughs> it's like he, he like pushes a banana away, a tomato falls on his helmet, and you're like, oh, that must be Finn. Yeah. But it's it's way toned down. I actually think that the... That the games do 
a really cool thing in that a kid can watch like Star Wars Force Awakens maybe once and be and take that all in, but they can keep getting that story without being exposed to that violence by playing this game over and right. over again. Although a lot of the game is just about wanton destruction. So that's what <laughs> you think it's about. I think the game is about happiness. Like the game the game is just so vibrant and jovial and it's got right. this like very like circusy flair to it. But you yeah. tend to think that you blow everything up. Well, you do. Here's the thing. I think you're just saying, when I blow everything up, it makes me happy. Well, it does. Right. And I'm just saying, also, you're blowing everything up still. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. 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 Um, we can both be right. We did it as a team. Oh, and I bet we have to do it on the other side. Oh, now. my gosh. A dog just killed me. That's Star Wars, baby. It just bit me to death. So basically, it's it's an action adventure game that replots the movie, and it 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 does it with humor, does it with a little bit of flair. Yeah. And, oh man, uh, there's a great scene with Kylo Ren because you know he's like sort of emo and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then then you've got like the the Twitter persona where he's kind of just like this emo teenager who like locks himself in his bedroom. In this game, that's basically how they've played him is just this like whiny emo teenager mm-hmm. well there's that great scene where like i think they're it's, in his bedroom yeah like in the movie hux comes to him and says like they got away and he destroys a console yeah. but in this one it's like there's like the cure posters in the background yeah it's pretty good <laughs> that's pretty like good. what i wish happened yeah it'd be so good see like that's enough for me what that's enough for me to know that he said nice work yeah, like even though it's a Lego version of Han Solo, hearing him tell me nice work is enough to give me butterflies in my stomach. Aww. This game, I feel like we've played Dimensions, which I would say is like one of the harder Lego games. And I, I mean, I hope so. I think it's kind of hard. Yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, because um, I feel like this Lego Star Wars one is a little bit more in the wheelhouse of what the Lego games aim to be. Um, did, did he have fun? Because it seems like it seemed like like the first level there they threw a lot at us. With this, with this, I'm having fun. Mm-hmm. With Lego Dimensions, like sometimes I have fun more because they incorporate all those interesting properties into mm-hmm. it. Like, oh, we're gonna go to the land of Oz. That's fun. But and I'm gonna play as Doctor Who. Yeah, right. But it was often like sort of overshadowed by frustration sure. of feeling like I was running around the screen and not knowing what to do. And that's like not something that usually. I'm like a fairly savvy video game mm-hmm. player. Like I don't usually just get totally lost. So I would wonder if somebody was not how that would feel maybe. I think it's just like sort of hard to get used to the way that one runs. But um, I don't know if it's partially just because it's neat to be in the world of The Force Awakens. So you can kind of just spend some time reveling in that. And then once you've like had a moment to collect your thoughts, you can figure out what you need to do. Maybe like it's it's like familiar. Yeah, I think also actually this is a big part of it. So so there are like little tiny puzzles scattered throughout every level and often one particular character can do them. So like we said, um, Finn a matches big part up of, outfits. Yeah, like a big part of this else. game is everybody has access to a wheel of characters and you can be switching them back and forth. You can trade characters with your partner if you're playing with them, etc. So... The puzzles might be designed so that only a certain person can do them. And in this game, it's a lot easier to tell who they're trying to get at than in Lego Dimensions. Whereas here, I'm like, okay, well, there's only really like 10-ish characters that I have to try and figure out. That's and a pretty recognizable. That's a really good point. Because in Lego Dimensions, they sort characters by like strength, flying, uh, agility, stuff like that. In Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, if you come up against an obstacle and you see a blue kind of like sparkle, you know that's any Jedi. And it will show you a Jedi that can do it. And you're like, oh, that's a Luke thing. I have to come back here with Luke and do it. Right. That brings up a good point. Great point. One of the things I love about Lego, the free play mode. So when you beat a level, you can go back and replay that level with any character you've unlocked. Right. And over the course of the game, you can unlock hundreds of people. Like in the... The tutorial mission is the Battle of Endor. Right, which is an interesting way for this game to start because it just like, I don't know if we said we wanted to do a tutorial, but it's just, we're like, oh, okay, we're playing the Force Awakens game. And then 
they're like, great, here's the Battle of Endor. And um, I'm not like a crazy giant Star Wars fan person, but I knew that that was not a scene from The Force Awakens. <laughs> well, but the, the thing that I like about it is we could take the Endor versions of Leia, mm-hmm. Han, Chewbacca, and put them in other levels later on, which you know, I bet if I was younger and had oodles of time, I'd be all about that. But uh, it's it's just fun. It's just gimmicky little fun stuff. I like that Wookiee. I like that Wookiee. I want a sound file of you saying that. As for the co-op elements of the game, how do you feel that was uh, implemented? I think it, I think it's done really well. I don't know if all of the games are like this. Um, this was similar in Lego Dimensions, but it's really easy to switch characters and. I also really like, they have this great system where you're on the same, yeah, like it's, it's a dynamic screen splitting basically. So you're on the same screen with whoever you're playing with. How many, I don't know how many people you can play with at one. In different Lego games, the number will switch, but it's traditionally two people. Okay. So, but we could be running all over the same level, which is just like kind of a big flat playing field Mm -hmm. basically. And if we get far enough away from each other, then they'll implement a spleen. A spleen. <laughs> they'll implement a spleen. They'll implement a screen split so that you can keep seeing what you're doing and I can stay and do what I want to do. But then as we get closer or if we rotate around each other, it'll switch. It's really cool. And the first time I saw it, they this is how they do it in Lego Dimensions also. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is going to be awful. And then it, it's very intuitive the way that it looks so funny you should say that because they've been doing that screen splitting thing for a while and when they first did it it made me sick really like it was it was a little jarring and i don't know if like the frame rate didn't match up or whatever but whenever the screen would be like just close enough but not on top of each other it would really weird me out but i've noticed that in this game and in lego dimensions it just it really works out so much better and it's perfect because it doesn't prohibit somebody from doing something it just allows both people to explore different areas at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And then it's nice that your your screen is not split when you are in the same area. Yeah. So, so I really like the way that worked out. I think that makes it nice for co-op. Also, the levels are mostly a series of little puzzles. And then also you're trying to collect all of these bits. And mm-hmm. part of how you get them is by just like beating up every box and tree and machine thing that you see yeah everything's destructible so it's fun and then they like break up into lego pieces so um you do that and then you can collect more bits Mm -hmm. and it's nice because if if maybe the puzzles are not really your thing you can run around and like be knocking stuff over and then the person you're playing with can work on the puzzles and can then just call you over if they need you for something and vice versa if you're not really into that running around you can like find the puzzle figure it out and because of the way this the screen splitting works you can both be doing that at the same time um so i really like that and it's it's really low there's no punishment for anything like you can die a hundred times and you just like immediately come back and there's no it doesn't seem to matter at all it's yeah. not really about that well and like friendly fires on so i can't i can't tell you how many times you and i have accidentally right. killed each other in the game but there's no penalty, so it's like, well, that yeah. happened. I mean, I think technically we're losing some coins. I guess we could turn... We're still true Jedi. We could turn friendly fire off. Oh, we're true Jedi. Hell yeah. That's a priority for us. So one of the things I really like about this game and just choosing the characters, obviously, Star Wars, there's so many different characters, but I know that like you really want to be Rey. Yeah. And you really wanted to be BB-8. I and I, I feel like I really wanted to be Han. And I really wanted to be Chewy. And there's always somebody for us to play that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. It, it was very, very seldom that we would ever have to be somebody we didn't want to be. Yeah. Liz, there's a part of every one of our shows. There's a part where we talk about the game we played. And there's a part where we talk about dating. Mm-hmm. Now, as of uh, the day this podcast comes out, we will have been dating for 666 days. Uh-oh. Mark of the Beast. But I realize... Um, you're like a casual Star Wars fan. I'm yeah. I'm a little bit more into it. Yeah. Um, a lot more. Well, like give yourself credit. I'm a lot more into it, but I also know people that like this is their life. And so it makes my phantom seem really small. Nah, I think you're still pretty far up there. All right. Well, I uh I thought of some questions today that I said, I don't know what my girlfriend would answer these and I wanted to ask you. Okay. So question number one. Shoot. Liz, if you could be a Jedi, what color would your lightsaber be? If you could be a Sith, would you? Oh, 
See, this is hard because I don't I don't know if I have enough information in my casual fan status to know like what the this meaning is, is of things. I you could say rainbow and I wouldn't give a shit. Like honestly, any I, color. I don't want rainbow. I kind of well, like your favorite color is purple, or you love to wear. I think purple. a black light lightsaber would be really. Cool. That'd be pretty cool. Maybe that, or okay. just like, yeah, I think black. A black light. I'm choosing black light. <laughs> I love it. Uh, uh, oh, and if I could be a Sith, I see. This is what I'm. It's because I'm I'm an attorney, and I'm used to trying to find like a technical way out of every question. But I want to know: is there? There's no way to be a Sith without also being like a bad person, right? Um. Well, you're. We're getting into like shades of the force. That's what I'm saying. There's like that's that's a different podcast. All right, so that's never tell me the pods. with my <laughs> with my current understanding being that you kind of need to be bad to be a Sith. I'm gonna say no. All right, I don't want to be a Sith. That makes me feel better. I don't. I don't need to worry anymore. Oh yeah, uh, with my black lightsaber. <laughs> this is this is what I thought about today, and I'm I'm super interested in your answer, Liz. Yes. If you could own any droid from Star Wars, what would it be? Oh. Now that's now. Tricky. I had I had a feeling that you would jump to BB-8, but yeah. I feel like there's a lot of good uses in R2-D2. Like, he can fly. He's was, super smart. It, yeah, it's definitely between BB-8 and R2-D2 because C-3PO can go fly <laughs> he a kite. He can suck it, yeah. <laughs> or suck it. Uh, I, does he, like, he doesn't even really have, like, a mouth, so maybe not. Well, I'm, I mean, he's, he's a linguist. I know that you love linguistics and, you know, that, he, So he that's the so only thing languages. that he really has going for him is that you can really talk to him. But would you want to? Right. <laughs> I feel like BB-8. I think that BB-8 has more talent than we're even aware of right now. And he does that cool thing where he like has shoots lighter. out those appendages and oh. can like stabilize himself in any sort of environment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's something there. But I wonder if you have to like, I wonder if he gets a lot of stuff like caught up in his like weird wheel. Well, I mean, he can roll on the sands of Jakku and not yeah. like have anything for traction. So, yeah. Hey, we don't know. Yeah. Also, I guess I I would hope that I could be like Ray and actually understand what he was saying. Yeah, I feel like that's something that we're just like sure. <laughs> I mean, not? Luke did the same thing with R two. Yeah, there's there's like there's basic in the Star Wars universe, but that is clearly a droid language. There's a series of beeps that we don't know. Yeah. But right. Third question, Liz. Yes. If you could pilot any ship from Star Wars, what would it be? And I'm including stuff like Death Star, Falcon, <laughs> pilot, Star Destroyer. If I could pilot the Death Star, I could like pilot into a black hole and get rid of it. I mean, you could do that with any ship. Right, but I don't want to get rid of any ship. I want to get rid of the Death Star so it can't hurt anybody. So you're saying that you would like eject and then just put the Death Star into a black yeah, hole? Yeah, I'm sure you could get it. There's probably like some kind of crazy event horizon-ish point where you can like jettison out of it in time to avoid being sucked into the black hole Mm -hmm. maybe like a reverse interstellar yeah yeah but or uh also pod racers okay falcon yeah i mean wait i want to know your answers to these questions too what my answers what color is your lightsaber my lightsaber would be green like qui-gon jinn's is that okay i like qui-gon jinn he's a he's a really weird old hippie man but i love him yeah um what and you would not be a Sith. I would not be a Sith. I I don't think, I don't think I have like the the stomach to be a Sith. Like yeah, I want to be I mean, a nice you, guy. Probably if you were like a Sith, you could get some good antacids. Damn, Liz. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what you meant? Yes. What was the last question? Oh, um, what would you I pilot? Could- what would Millennium I, Falcon. I mean, I would pilot the Outrider from Shadows of the Empire. It's oh, basically a shitty Millennium Falcon. Why? Because there was a video game on Nintendo 64 called Shadows of the Empire, and it was basically a video game, a comic, and a novel that all wove together, wove, weaved, that was woven together to tell one story mm-hmm. in uh, the original trilogy's like, background. And you played as this terrible knockoff Han Solo named Dash Rendar. And he, oh, that's funny. Yeah, and he piloted this knockoff Millennium Falcon called the Outrider. And I loved it. I loved it, loved it, loved it. Um, he's no longer canon, which oh, is sad. That but, is sad. Maybe but, he'll be brought back into the fold. I mean, let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and if, it, if I could own any droid, I would probably own HK-47 from Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, 
I don't know that one. That's a whole different thing. Yeah. But he I'll look it up later. He hates humans, he calls them all meat bags and he's very funny. Um but I, I have I have one I have one last question okay, for you. Okay, what is it? Liz, if you could have a best friend in Star Wars, anyone, anyone in the movies, anyone in Rebels and Clone Wars and the books and the games, whatever, if you could have a best friend from anyone in Star Wars, who would it, who would you want it to be? Hmm. I'm more, I've been sort of a, a convert as of The Force Awakens because I wasn't ever a super giant fan of mm-hmm. the original series and I did think that the the newer ones are garbage and so... Um, I think it would have to be Ray or Finn. I think that I would. I want to say Ray, but she's like such a loner. Well, that's the thing. It would I be kinda, hard to like be her best friend. I, I kind of thought you'd be Ray, but like I don't know that she has room in her life for a friend. Yeah, thanks. No? Well, no, it's she not. would make room in her life for me. I Aaron. totally believe that she would make room in in her life for you, but like Ray's a very solitary person. She is. But I mean, BB-8 would also be my droid in this scenario, so this she has true. to hang out with us. This is true. Maybe you um, could like like borrow him and you know, yeah. Share. Finn seems somehow. This is like my only really big issue with that movie is <laughs> somehow he's like pretty well socialized and normal <laughs> for a person who was like raised in a slave camp or whatever. Uh, so yeah, it would be Ray or Finn. Preferably both. Sure, I'll be I'll be best friends with both of them. You don't want Poe. You, you don't want that Poe. He seems kind of like a hot dog, man. What? I don't know. He's sort of like he thinks he's hot shit. I think he thinks he's hot shit, but I also think he's very compassionate. I mean, you just love him. I love Poe, but if I could have a best friend in all of Star Wars, you know who it would be? Who? I want you to guess. Just based on based on like who I love in Star Wars. Mara Jade. Oh fuck! I would love to be friends with Mara Jade, yeah. but it's not her. It is the one, the only, Billy D. Williams. I want Lando Calrissian. Oh, he would be um, like. Isn't he demonstrably a bad friend? <laughs> yeah, but like we would screw each other over and steal stuff from each other, and like like drink about it later, and we'd we have always come back. We have different ideas about just, what we want in a I'm best just friendship. Saying, like it would it would be a very. Uh, turbulent but a very eventful and fun friendship that's all you can ask for yeah (laughs) you want your friends to be like good people (laughs) i want my friends to maybe betray me right yeah or like maybe i could just be good friends with kylo ren and like help him out of his funk i feel like if i was an emo high school kid which i was for quite some time kylo and i would probably get get along really well he needs he needs a friend man he needs a dad well, he's not going to get that anymore. No. Ooh. Hey, Liz. Uh, um, so what else did we maybe learn from playing with each other? One thing I learned from playing this game with you is that I, I kind of like went into this game expecting you to like really not like it. That's rude. Well, I didn't know. I Because like I know Lego Dimensions was kind of like it was, it was a little yeah. rocky and that had a lot of things we liked. Like it had Doctor Who. Yeah. And that's like one thing that we, we both really love. Um. But I was afraid that playing this game, it was going to be nothing but fan service for me. And you were just kind of going to be like, all right, well, where's the next, next objective? What's going on? But it's like, I don't know. It made me happy that you could enjoy something on the same level as, as, as I did without being that invested in it. Right. And I thought that was really cool. Aw. Yeah. Yay. Made me happy. I really like playing this. It's like... I, I mean, I give you crap all the time about how much you love Star Wars and stuff, but it's cute seeing you get, like, so excited. <laughs> um, and it's it's nice that we're doing... I like that we're doing The Force Awakens. It's because, one that you're familiar with more so. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm very familiar with the original trilogy. Like, I just don't know them, you know, chapter and verse the way that you do. But I've s- definitely seen The Force Awakens more often more recently Mm -hmm. and i just liked it better i I identified more with ray as like a hero for me to look up to than Mm -hmm. i ever did with luke or wani luke yeah or like leia who is trapped by circumstance no thank you so um yeah i it's it's been more fun than i expected like we're definitely going to keep playing until we finish the game and you can get all the you can get all the trophies after that (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's really fun. I know we talked about this a little bit when we did Harry Potter Hogwarts battle where you were like, 
it's fun playing something that you so obviously love so much just to see you be like this thing is this from this thing yeah (laughs) so that's what it's like playing this with you is you're like oh my gosh mr schnickelfritz is my favorite (laughs) expanded universe character and he runs this bar i wish there was a mr schnickelfritz They okay. I'm gonna start playing Knights of the Old Republic, and I'm gonna name my character <laughs> Neil Schnickelfritz. Yeah, Neil yeah. Schnickelfritz. So, so question for you, um, and I guess I guess the big question of the podcast is, would you recommend this as a co-op game? And I guess who would you recommend it for? Like, what group would you recommend it for? Um, I think anybody who I think you do at least have to be a fan of Star Wars, to the, like get into it. Right, at least a fan of the new movie, mm-hmm. right? And it's especially helpful if one person at least likes all the old stuff and mm-hmm. knows like there's a lot there are a lot of little easter eggs for things that that people who really like the series as a whole would really like. Mm-hmm. But uh really beyond that, I mean familiarity with Star Wars is a pretty low bar <laughs> kind of. Yeah, well like we said at the top of the episode there's a lot of people that are coming into this world and like I've bought baby shower gifts that were just Star Wars themed stuff. And that's yeah. just what these kids learn about when they grow up. Right. So definitely that family would be good for, <laughs> for this game. Like it's good. It's good for kids and adults because you can sort of run around and just bash everything or you can concentrate on solving the puzzles. You really don't have to like you can have a variety of different sophistication levels and experience with video game levels Mm -hmm. so i like that about it a lot and you can kind of talk each other through through stuff if you need to like you can we this happened to us a lot where we're playing and we'll be like oh there's a bb8 thing over here so you come do this or whatever i kind of imagined like a father and son or like a a mom and a daughter playing Mm -hmm. because there can be one person that reins it in and advances story yeah it'd be great for the other person just to go nuts um, the co-op is really so simple. All you have to do is plug a controller and hit a button, and you're in. Mm-hmm. And if you want to drop out, you hit start. You hit drop out. It's it's very very seamless. Yeah. Um, as far as a co-op goes, the Lego games have always been phenomenal for that, and this is really no exception. Um, I think, like you said, you need to have at least a passing fancy with Star Wars to play it. Uh, or it's like a, slightly more than a passing fancy, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty. All the Lego games are pretty deep. There's a lot to do in them. Mm-hmm. Um, we've gotten a lot of trophies just by playing the story, but there, there's a lot of meat there. Um, I also kind of picture this as like a good date game. Like it's it's so easy to pick up and play that I could imagine like, oh, let's come over and play a yeah. game and just like chill. We, and, it's easy. And it actually is a cooperative video game that encourages like real life interaction too. Mm-hmm. Because you really do need to talk together about the puzzles. Because it might be like, okay, Ray has to use her staff to turn this thing. And then BB-8 has to like flip a switch. And then Finn has to come do this other thing. And well, like that last puzzle we had in Maz Kanata's palace, BB-8 yeah. had to raise and lower these platforms for Ray to vault off of. Yeah. And that, that actually required like, okay, you do this, now yeah, me. Talking. And now you can do that. Um, and it, it that one is a little bit of an exception. But generally... If you're, if it's like you're playing with a, a younger kid or even just somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. care that much about video games, you can trade places. So whenever there is something complicated that needs to be done, whoever's more comfortable with it can just do it. Mm-hmm. Like so, without trading controllers, you can just switch characters. Yeah. So I, I think like solid yes. Yeah. And I am a little surprised that I'm a solid yes, just because the Lego Dimensions game was sort of all over the place. Yeah. Um, but maybe yeah. this will make me more comfortable with it too going forward because I think they LEGO probably Dimensions do a lot of similar is, puzzles and everything. Lego Dimensions is definitely like kind of advanced where yeah. this is like beginner to eat intermediate level. Um, before we go to the credits department, we have questions from some of our oh, listeners. Uh, we've got three questions. Uh, so I, I think – I think uh, one of them's more of a discussion. Two others are, are kind of easy to knock off. Okay. Um, first question comes from Vipin. Uh, he wants to know favorite character, excluding episodes one to three, but including expanded universe, which is like oh. it's like a very narrow. Like, who cares about the prequels? I mean, screw them. I they, think they that's suck. valid. They're bad. That's valid. Thank you for ask, asking that question, Vipin. 
Yes. I feel like I'm I'm very one note with this, but it's got to be Ray for me. Ray? I mean, Ray's really cool. Yeah. And, I mean, but, she's going to like turn out. I hope she doesn't turn out to be like a trash person. I'm I'm terrified. So my my choice, I have two. Uh, Mara Jade is essentially who I think Ray will become. So who is Mara Jade? Mara Jade was in the old uh, expanded universe novels that are now no longer canon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mara Jade uh, is the was an assassin that was turned over to the light side by Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and then eventually married him. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was just such a badass character, really cool. She reminds me a lot of Black Widow, but she yeah. and she, her outfit is a lot like Black Widow. It's right? very, very similar. Yeah. yeah, but and and like when you re- when you read those books, Luke and Mara Jade had like a real connection, and it was it was very cool. I don't know what it would be like if I went back and read them now. Yeah. Um, but I, I look at Ray and I'm like, I can see so many hints of Mara Jade in you. We'll Maybe see. you do. We'll see. Um, yeah. And also uh, Admiral Thrawn is like one of my favorite villains of all time. And he was in the books and they just brought him back for Star Wars Rebels. And oh, man. That's exciting. Yeah. I, I hope they bring him in the movies or like we just get a chiss in the movies. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, I and I have to do a special shout out for... Um, I just like have a special place in my heart for Warwick Davis and every character that he's ever <laughs> that he's ever portrayed. One of the first things Liz told me when we started dating was like, "Have you seen Willow?" <laughs> that is not one of the first things I. Warwick told you. Davis is one of my favorite actors. He's I'm like, great. I think I love you. Whatever, man. He's so good. Um, so he plays Wicket, the littlest Ewok. The littlest Ewok. The littlest Ewok, and um, he's so cute. And when I was, I was like the same age as that little girl in the Endor movie. Mm-hmm. And I loved that movie. Uh, we watched it on beta. It's when a I good was movie. Up. It was a great the movie. The Battle for Endor? Whatever, man. That's a good yeah. movie. I don't care who says it's bad. I will yeah. fight them. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I'm i going to have to go with Wicket and Ray. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, just I should give a, a special thank you to Vipin and Krista. I think they listen every week. And uh, we, we really appreciate them listening. And they're super great. And it's their anniversary. Yay. So thank you two yeah. for listening. We really appreciate we it. We love them. Um, second question from Jamie. Uh, this is a very direct question. Uh-oh. Okay. Uh, if you had to get rid of either Jar Jar Binks mm-hmm. or that Max Rebo musical number, her name is Cy... Stilettos or something? It's Spatoodles. Spatoodles. Yes. Spatoodles or whatever. Uh, the, the, the crazy <laughs> green. She, yeah. she sings this terrible song in the yeah. Return of the Jedi special edition. Um, if you could remove either her or Jar Jar, who would it be and why? I'm, cu- I'm curious what your answer is to this question. I don't think you can remove Jar Jar because then, like, it's impossible to remove him because he also gets redeemed in stuff outside of the movies and it's it's not great, but it's passable. But uh, that song annoys me to no end. So, Man. So I have the opposite answer. I don't like Jar Jar. I'm just saying. Right. It's uh, impossible to remove him. He he made himself irreplaceable. Right. To me, it's... What is the band called again? The Max Rebo Band? Yeah. To me, the Max Rebo Band, first of all, is just like a fake thing that was added. So whatever. Max Rebo was always well, in No, Jedi. but like the whole... That like whole weird extra song. Oh. Extra long song Her whole thing. song was... Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. But that still is like very discreet. Yeah. And like a it's just one part of it and then it's done. Oh, it just Jar Jar Binks fit. is a problematic character by his very existence. Sure. Like, yeah. You know, I don't to the best of my knowledge, there are no like racial undertones to the Max Rebo band. I think that Jar Jar Binks was problematic from conception onward, basically. And so I think if I could get rid of one of those two, it would definitely be him. That makes they, sense. That, that's not, you know, I know you said it would be hard to get rid of him just because I understand that, like, he plays a more integral part of the story mm-hmm. in the uh, prequels, but, or, yeah, the prequels. But he, I mean, I, I'm assuming that he would be replaced, right? By, yeah. Like, by a not racist character. What I was <laughs> imagining was just like remove him from the story because then you like then you don't get Naboo and Qui-Gon meeting people and whatever. But um, yeah. yes. Or like you could have, I mean, all they would really have to do to, I didn't think that he was that as terrible as a lot of people thought just from the point of being in the story, but just change the voice. Change some of the mannerisms. Like, don't uh, change it a little, and then it's fine. If it was Jar Jar, I would just, like, 
not that voice and and not not that character not right. that very very direct racist yeah not like even the overtones weird... just like direct racist like strikes mm, yeah, yeah it's bad right so get rid of that well. <laughs> that's my answer to, to that one um and lastly i thought this was a very interesting question this one came from nathaniel um nathaniel said this might be outside the scope of the episode but it's okay, you, Nathaniel. <laughs> it's I, I'm excited. Uh, but do you think the new line of Jedi will be more accepting of emotions than the previous incarnation? So I I, I kind of decipher this as like, do you think Ray will be more open to like the rainbow of emotions rather than very logical, very Jedi Council, you know, kind of like just Yoda? Um, do you think Ray's going to be more emotional? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I think this might be like I'm dealing with a lot less information mm-hmm. than you would be to answer this question. Um, so I'm curious to hear what you say about this. Well, too. I-, I was super interested to hear what you would say. Um, I I really want to see Ray just kind of like hug the force with like a big bear hug and just see everything it throws at her. Um, my worry is that if she deals with like a lot of negativity that she would go to the dark side, which is like kind of a Mara Jade thing to do, but um, I think it'd be really interesting to see her flirt with the dark side, but then come back to the light. But I, I would love to see a Jedi that is totally emotional, is not afraid to show compassion, humor, warmth, and and basically just not kind of be a stick in the mud. So it's interesting because they've made her such a strong character so far. and And not just like physically strong or whatever, but like she grew up as an orphan in the desert and like has maintained this sense of identity that you know granted has some problems and Mm -hmm. she's working through them but i have a feeling that i so i was not aware that that was so much of a problem i guess for jedis to begin with because i think luke is pretty emotional i mean he becomes slightly less emotional but we were talking about how he like has these emotional outbursts (laughs) anyway and i don't remember i don't remember thinking of yoda as being like robotic you know i mean maybe that was just sort of he's also he's (laughs) not a person yeah Yeah. um well i i think i think robotics not i probably explained it poorly but he's he's very uh pragmatic i guess I can see that, like, sort of logic above all else. Yeah, I don't. I I have a feeling if that's a if that's a Jedi concept that needs to be addressed. What I'd like to see them do is say. Also, usually you're trained from a very young age, right? Yeah, you're Ray's basically, much older now. Yeah, you're like your mind is shaped. This is like what happens in law school. They like break your mind down <laughs> and they make you see things. You were going to say break you. They break you. I mean, that's also kind of true. Um, but it, it does, it, it permanently has altered the way that I see a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, you choose to go to law school, sort of like you are a Jedi and you think a certain way already. Well, it's the same way like I chose to go to theater school. It's, right. You, I think that you're using one side of your brain more than the other or like choose to. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. I don't know if everybody makes the choice based on that, but one factor in my decision was that I already sort of saw things logically, but now I'm like forced to sort of break things down a certain way. We're getting off track. No, This I, isn't I, about being a lawyer. I think but, it's cool. I yeah. think it's, it's interesting to hear this. That's why I love this question. Yeah, but I am thinking that without that training from the young age it's gonna that's what's gonna be special about her somehow Mm -hmm. that and that's sort of like a trope a little bit like she's gonna be special because she's different and she like wields her emotions instead of repressing them and killing her father using your emotions positively instead of like your emotions are what guide your power like she her power is enhanced by her emotions yeah i'm very curious then in light of that to see the portrayal of luke Mm -hmm. going forward because Like I said, my memory of him is that he becomes a little bit more chill, I guess, by the end of the series, but or the end of the original trilogy. Um, so yeah, I I think also just movies now are different. Sure, they're not gonna main characters and heroes. They they have to be more dynamic than that. Well, and I think that Star Wars demands a more dynamic hero now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm 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 just so excited, and I'm I'm just so happy Star Wars is like 
good again. It's happening. Yeah. The reviews for Rogue One are very good. I haven't read a single one, and I've muted all the keywords on Twitter. Well, I won't tell you then. Well, good. I haven't read one either. I just saw a little thing. Oh, really? Yeah. What did it say? I saw Don't it tell over me. your shoulder on your Twitter, you big liar. <laughs> Oh, I just can't wait. Um, Liz, I really enjoyed uh, playing this game and recording this episode with you. I really enjoyed playing this game and recording this episode with you. Um, I'm sorry, but we have to go to the credits department. You're sorry? Yeah, I gotta do it. Well, then I'm sorry. Well, no, you don't have to be sorry. I'm just saying. Okay. All right. I'm just here then. Well, can I tell you some information? Please do. Can, wait, while I tell you this information, can you give me some credits music? Okay. All right. Okay. Here Hold I on. go. Here I go. All right. This podcast is produced every other week for your enjoyment. Come back often and feel free to add the Cooperatives podcast to your favorite podcatcher. Reviews are very welcome. They help the show succeed. Like we said, thank you to Gotham Hayes for giving us a five-star review on iTunes. We really appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter at CooperativesPod and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CooperativesPod. If there's a particular game you think we should play and discuss, don't hesitate. Send us an email, cooperativespod at gmail.com. Uh, leave us a message on social media. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We love interacting with people on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Liz, where can we find you on Twitter if people want to ask you about Star Wars? You can find me at, at paperbacklizard. Ooh. Yeah. And if you want to ask me uh, anything about the show or Star Wars, you can find me at I'm Aaron J. Uh, just a friendly reminder, the Co-Operatives podcast is a proud show on the Versus the Universe Network. You can go to versustheuniverse.com to learn about more. That is V-S theuniverse.com yeah yeah so uh do you want to go you want to play final fantasy but we should play some lego star wars later yeah 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 you excited about rogue one i'm pretty excited i'm I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much i know i don't want to open up my heart to hurt but like i feel like i should need to let that thing like grow wings and fly yeah although that would be that'd be bad i need a heart in my chest yeah that'd be weird right in the chest well all right so for the co-operatives podcast i'm aaron i'm liz and thank you so much for listening yeah thanks bye-bye bye